Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Considering the Islanders right now are the talk of the NHL, you combine that with the sad state of affairs in New York sports, who better to get the Islander fan feeling good about themselves than our good pal, the voice of the Islander fan, the ILC pod, the great Mikey Carver. Mikey, what's happening, brother? JJ, great to be back. I didn't think it would be this soon into the Islander season that we would be talking about them, but 14-0-1 in their last 15, 29 out of a possible 30 points. Uh, Team's rolling right now. Oh, you ain't kidding. The fact that we are sitting here at 224 on a November night, Breaking down this team should tell you something about the start they've gotten off to this year. And you think about these last couple wins. There's a guy who, you know, is keeping tabs and now starts to parachute in as this season goes along. When you have these sort of comebacks, down two goals, down three goals, finding a way to win, that's got to give you the sense, right? Something special's brewing in the air. I know the Islanders had a bunch of really good wins last year, but these are wins that you're not used to seeing on a consistent basis. Well, the the thing about this 15-game point streak is, is it's been done in a lot of different ways. This has been going on over a month now. The last time they lost in regulation, JJ, was October 11th. It's been over Yankees a month. Yankees were still playing that, by Yankees the way. Yankees were still in the mix. The last time the Islanders lost in regulation, they've had all kinds of different wins. They've had shootout wins. They've had a couple overtime wins. They had a two-goal comeback against the Stanley Cup champion Blues, the second win of the streak. So this is 13 games ago that happened. Then they started dominating teams in the middle of it, and now, recently, down 3 nothing against the Flyers in the third period on Saturday night. Down in Philadelphia, they come back, they tie the game, then they get the win in the shootout. Tonight, they were down 2 nothing early, get down 4-2 again in the third. They tie it up, win it in overtime. They're really good in overtime. They just, uh, guys like Matt Barzell and other guys that they have, Brock Nelson with the winner, they're a really strong overtime team, and they got it done again. It's amazing. Mikey, this was a strong team last year. They won a playoff series. They were fun to watch throughout the year. Did you get the sense they improved a lot in the offseason? They're the same exact team. <laughs> they brought back the same team. That was the thing, JJ, where they got a little disregarded by a lot of the national NHL types, the Canadian media. Well, a lot of people band. were picking them not to make the playoffs oh, well, of this course. year. Uh, you know, they had 103 points last year. They went to the second round, but they didn't add anything. They brought back their own. Anders Lee came back. Brock Nelson came back. Jordan Eberle came back. All those guys were free agents, but they brought back their own guys. Did they try to make a big splash? They did. They offered Artemi Panarin $12.5 million a year to come to Long Island instead of Broadway. And he, of course, wanted to go play on Broadway. It's the way that it goes. But other than the goalie change, Robin Leonard out, Vesna finalist last year, Semyon Varlamov in. Other than that, JJ, same team. I think they were a little disregarded because other teams, especially in this town, the other two teams made big moves. Rangers getting Panarin. Devils getting Subban. Both of them picking first and second in the draft, getting players like Hughes and Kako. So 
the Islanders kind of got a little disregard, not just nationally, but even here in the local area with their team, and they're a really good hockey team. Do you get the sense that chip on their shoulder that they had last year is carrying over into this year? Like, is that a big narrative you're hearing a lot about with this group? No, I think last year that was a huge thing. I think that that played a big role in what they did last year, especially early on. Uh, they wanted to prove that they didn't need uh, 91. They they wanted to prove that early. This year, J.J., it's a different mindset. This team knows that it's good. They proved it last year with how far that they went, and they came in very businesslike. And it took them a few months last year to get the Barry Trot system, the structure going. And around, you know, early January, late December, they started playing that game that you saw throughout the year. This year they've come in, because it's the same team, everybody knows what they're doing, and they've been playing that game, and uh, it's worked out pretty well for them. We got our pal Mike Carver from the ILC pod. He's in studio. The Islanders, as hot as a firecracker, point streak, come from behind wins, doing it all. And look, Mike, it goes without saying, Trotz has got to be one of the best coaches we've seen to come to New York, to have the impact that he's had instantaneously. I mean, it goes without saying. We talk about it on the other end of the spectrum with New York teams that have this state of dysfunction, that have this state of chaos. It seems like the chain of command is there from the front office to the head coach to what the players are trying to do. Everybody feels like is on the same page with this girl. Well, think about it this way, JJ. When was the last time here in New York that one of the teams had the best coach in their respective league? Barry Trotz is the best coach in the NHL. He just is. I mean, maybe there's a couple of other guys. Joel Quenville, you want to argue. There's maybe a few other guys who have made. Quenville's won a couple more cups. But Barry Trotz, day in, day out, has been doing it for a long time. Nashville, Washington wins a cup there. Now what he's done on Long Island. Who else in town has had the best coach in their sport? Not the NFL. Belichick's been the best coach for forever. You probably got to go back. To Riley coaching the Knicks. And you uh, even probably. had Phil Jackson there. So I mean, not even though the Yankees won a lot, did you ever think Tory was the best manager in baseball? Well, because people would tell you Bobby Cox, they tell you Tony LaRusso. You can make that argument with Tory. And, and yeah. even with Coughlin, you're looking at Belichick on the other side. Definitely so no not way. the Knicks and the Nets. You know what? You might Riley, be able to you know? say it to Parcells when he was coaching the Jets. Fine, but how long ago was that? 1997, 8. Crazy. The New York Islanders have the best coach in the National Hockey League behind their bench. And it shows. It has paid off since he's been here. How important for you in a postseason sport like the NHL, where it is so unpredictable and whatnot, is it a must for you that the Islanders have like a big-time regular season? They did last year. Is the Islanders getting into the playoffs and playing their best hockey at the end of the year more important? Or do you say, no, the hell with that. I want another big year. I want to be up there. Away we go and see where it takes us. Well, look, expectations always change. You know, that's the way that it goes. You look at last year, there was no expectations when the year started. And as they got better and better, you said, I just hope they make the playoffs and maybe do something. They made the playoffs and they won a round. And I don't think expectations were super high coming into this year, but I think that people thought that they could build off of what they did last year. You know, Having this streak, you know, it's a long season. We know this. NHL, 82 games. It lasts forever. I mean, all these seasons for what it was. NHL and NBA, it just goes on for so long. The NFL is the only sport where I feel like the regular season leaves us wanting more. Right. All the other ones. You played 50 games in the NHL, the NBA, we'd probably take it. But here's the thing. The points count the same no matter when you get them. They do. So whether you have a 15-game point streak now or you have it in January and February – you're having a 15-game point streak, and you're putting yourself in a position to 
be at the top at the end. Now, here's where the Islanders' problem has been. They have a 15-game point streak, and somehow they're still five points out of first place. That's wild. Which is, now they have four games in hand on the Washington Capitals. The schedule's been kind of weird here at the beginning, but the Capitals have been hotter than the Isles. You don't say hotter, but, I mean, they're 16-3-4, the Capitals. Whereas the Islanders are 15-3-1. They've played a couple more games. How crazy is that that you have a 15-game point streak this early in the season and you're still not even first place in your division? So that tells you right there how uh, good the Eastern Conference, especially that Metro division, has been so far. Wild stuff. The Islanders are going to be a team that makes serious noise come playoff time. What needs to happen? I think that right now, if they stay the way that they are, I think they could do the same thing they did last year, get to the second round, maybe even the Eastern Conference Finals. J.J., it, the song remains the same. They still need, in my opinion, to be a legit Stanley Cup contender. I think they still need one guy who you can put in the top six forwards, a legit sniper, a guy who could put the puck in the net with a real consistent basis. They still need that guy. We don't know who it's going to be yet because we're still way too far out from the trade deadline. A lot of teams, you know everybody's in it in the NHL. Of course. So you don't know who that player is going to be yet. But they do need to find it. They tried to do it in July. They tried to get Panarin. That was going to be the guy that maybe would have made them keeping this same group together a legit Stanley Cup contender. But now they still need to find it. Can they do the same things they did last year? They're showing you that they can. They're showing you that they're probably better than last year because they know the system more. But uh, to to be there at the end, to raise that cup, I think they're going to need one more guy. You know this sports scene very well. You live here. You're a diehard Islander guy. You're doing this day after day. Do you get the sense this group, again, can kind of capture the imagination of the city? Because you think about it, Mike. Both football teams are awful. Oh, it's gonna the be a basketball long situation is bad news, Bears. The other two teams, yes, the Rangers in the middle of their rebuild. The Devils have gotten off to this horrendous, horrendous start. The Islanders well, always get the conference. They have that niche audience. But do you think that they can continue to generate this momentum where all of a sudden they're becoming more and more mainstream, if you know yeah, what I you mean? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's helping them that the, it's catching a little bit earlier in the season this year. Gives you more time to grab on with a lot more games left. Whereas last year they started making noise, uh, you know, mid to late January is when they took over first place for a little while. and But by then, here in that area, it's the same situation last year. I mean, the Jets, the Giants... The Knicks, Nets, every, nobody was in the mix Hideous. last year. Hideous. Rangers, Devils, everybody was out. But, uh, you know, by the time the Islanders really started to take notice, uh, pitchers and catchers were starting. It's just, and when do we start talking Islanders here? Hey, when playoffs, April. That, that's, I that's might have had you in for like the Tavares day or something yeah, well, like that. That was, well, that's a, that's that a, was an event. <laughs> that was an event. That was an event. <laughs> that was a, a spectacle, what went on with the Tavares day. But I think now, when you're having a streak like this early in the year, Maybe you could grab a little bit more of the attention, but I think we know, J.J., how it goes with hockey. And it's got to be good for you. I mean, business got to be booming oh, early yeah. in the year, right? No, look, it's it's very good. Uh, it helps the ILC podcast, of course. The people are into it because you are grabbing a lot of people who, you know, sometimes, you know, the, even the casual hockey fan, they don't get into it until January or February because the season is so long. But now you're looking around and you're going, wow, 10 games in a row, 10 wins in a row, 12 games point streak, 15. Now you're 15-game point streak. The interest is getting there, and people are recognizing, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Has this streak altered your expectations of the team? 
Yeah, look, uh, I think it's uh, I think it's the same as it was going to be, and, and you bump it up a little bit. Because you had them in bit. that first, second round range going into the year, right? I, I thought that they would be a top three team in their division again, like they were last year. They finished second last year behind uh, Washington. I thought it was going to be the same situation. They could maybe win the division or finish second, have home ice. And it's still right there, but here's the problem. The other team that's there's in their division, the Capitals have been excellent. So the two best teams in hockey right now, are both playing in the same division. But I think that the Islanders are just as good as the Capitals. If they played in a seven-game series, they could absolutely beat them. Mike Corver, the ILC pod. I have you here because you're Mr. Islander. You're also a big Buffalo Bills fan. So I'm going to put you on the spot. We're going to have a little fun here. Who is more likely to what, – what is more likely to happen? I don't want to say who because we're talking about a what. The Bills win a playoff game. The Islanders go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Not the Eastern who, Conference Finals. Oh, that's an easy call oh, for you. Easy call. 1,000% easy call. easy call. Now, are you feeling encouraged by your Bills? I of think course you should. I'm feeling encouraged. It's I feel very year. encouraged, but there's no way to look around it. They have The AFC East has played a weak schedule this year. Beyond. They've played the NFC East in, in the out-of-conference. Worst division in the NFC. And they've played the AFC North, which, of course, uh, the Bengals not good this year. Steelers haven't been, you know, Steelers 5-5 five and five right now, up and down. Uh, you know, here's the thing, JJ. I like what I see from the quarterback. I think he's a player. I think that Josh Allen can play. I've seen improvement, especially the zero to 20 yards. He's really improved his accuracy. He's not running as much. Does he still wish he would slide a little bit more? I do. The defense is really good. I, I think they're taking team, their steps. They're, they're, tough. they're a tough team, and they spent their money wisely in the offseason. They had a lot of cap space, just like other teams like the Jets. But instead of going for the big, flashy names, they built the offensive line. A lot of grinders. Line. They brought Mitch Morrison to anchor the line at center. They signed a couple of other guys, the left and right guard. Beasley Feliciano, helped them a lot. Beasley and John Brown. John Brown. Go look at his numbers. He is having a huge year for the Buffalo Bills. Had two touchdowns against your fish on Sunday, as you know. And Beasley being in the slot. They provided him a real offensive line and some real NFL experienced receivers. Not flashy names, J.J., but they put experienced guys around a young quarterback. And sometimes you have to do that. If there's one team you want to play in the playoffs. You don't want Kansas City. You don't um, want to trip the Aaron Mahomes. No, look, don't I don't that. think that they could beat any of the teams that they would play in the first round, whether it be Kansas City or Houston or See, Baltimore. I think you could match up with Houston. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying you'd win. I think that's the team you'd want to play, Houston you know, or Indianapolis. You know, the, the reason why Kansas City, every a lot of Bills fans are clamoring for the Chiefs right now is because they think that the Chief defense is awful, which it is. The no, Chief defense is. is really bad. It's really bad. And they think that their D is good enough that they can hold the Chiefs down. Um, look, the Bills D is very good. Patrick Mahomes is on another level, and if he has a healthy Tyree Kill and he has a healthy uh, LaShawn McCoy and everybody else around him is working 100%, uh, I don't think that they're slowing them down enough where the Bills can score enough points to keep up with them. So it's a bad matchup. They're going to make the playoffs. I think that they are. Here's what they need, J.J., They've got a four-game stretch coming up. They play Denver at home this week. They should win that game. Can't get, lose that game. Get to 8-3. and three. They've got a four-game stretch. They need to find a signature win. In those four games. And it'll help make the playoffs, but also help the conference. You got Baltimore? In Buffalo. So it well, well, starts Thanksgiving Day. The Bills on Turkey Day, JJ. You got to love that. At Dallas. Is this the first time this has happened in your lifetime? No, 94, they played the Lions. I okay, was 14, 94. so I was a kid. That, that was during the Jim Kelly years. They did play on Thanksgiving Day. They're in Dallas Thanksgiving Day, home for Baltimore, at Pittsburgh, 
and then at New England on a Saturday afternoon game. I like the Saturday so games. I love it. That's a four-game stretch where if the Bills can find a signature win in those four games, you'd feel a lot better about them if you're a fan of them. Mikey, appreciate a couple of minutes. The Islander train, get on the bandwagon, right? It's a lot of fun right now. The team is playing really well. They've got a lot of underappreciated guys. They're a hardworking group. JJ, they play as a team. Who's that your is favorite so player on this team? Look, uh, the best player on the team is Matt Barzell. There's but no your question favorite. about you gotta it. you got to have well, a call favorite. I, I, I think I like Anders Lee for a lot of reasons. Him being a Notre Dame guy, him being the captain, him staying after everything that happened with Johnny last year. I think that Anders Lee is a guy that a lot of people can grab onto. He's going to be here for a long time now, as we know. You love everybody on this team, JJ. They're a good squad. Where can we find you with the podcast? Well, of course, plug it. the Isle Seat Podcast. You can find it at IsleSeat.com. Check it out on Twitter at Isle Seat Podcast. All the good stuff. New episodes every week. We got live shows. We've got live streams after games sometimes. So. We're building it over there at the ILC. Uh, I got to get Pod. out for one of these live shows. We got to make that happen. You know where I'm at. Uh, February, we're going to be in Manhattan at the Offsides, Offside Tavern on February. February is a good so month for me. Football season's that over. That is a Saturday night. It's a 10-30 game against Vegas. We're going to be doing the show like 8 o'clock before the game. You're so. off on Saturdays now. Well, there you go. You can so make you, that happen. Why don't you finally come out to the Offside, and we're going to do a live ILC podcast that night, and they play the Vegas Golden Knights at uh, 10-30. Little late night action, Mikey. Saturday, February 15th. There you have it. We're going to make that happen. Appreciate a couple minutes, pal. Get some sleep, all right? Thanks, buddy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.